Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. I'm so excited because we have some major news to share. As of this month, CEO School is officially part of the HubSpot Podcasting Network. We're now part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Work at Life, hosted by Sanja Lasinia and Maddie Grant, where they explore the gray areas between work and life as they share data on relevant workplace engagement and culture topics. I loved listening in as Sanja and Maddie discuss new ideas on how to impact diversity diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging today. Listen to Work at Life wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing bad happens when women make more money. Join myself and CEO School for our first annual conference, September 16th through the 18th, live in Orlando, Florida, where you'll learn everything they don't teach us, how to invest, save, spend, and make your money in your business while doing less. Calling all female entrepreneurs, visit nothingbadhappens.com and snag one of our 200 available seats today. They're gonna go fast, so sign up now at nothingbadhappens.com. Hello listeners, it's Sanira Madani here, CEO School podcast host, and you are in for a treat. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to be sharing exclusive interviews with the most unbelievable, unlikely CEOs who are truly just changing the game in their industries and are pioneers in what they do. Something that ties them all together, not only you're gonna recognize their names, they're fabulous, they're leaders, they are massive influencers, but what is most important about them is that they are authentic CEOs. So come join me over the next seven weeks in a beautiful series of interviews that you get to have first dibs on. So listen in from wherever you're listening in from, and you can catch these videos on YouTube and on our channels. I cannot wait for you to listen in and just learn from these guests that I learn from each and every single day. I hope you enjoy these interviews as much as I did. I am so excited to welcome our next guest to the summit. Jenna Kutcher is here, and she's a dear friend of mine and a mentor as well. And I know we all know Jenna from all of the amazing things, but it's so important for me to welcome her correctly, so I will actually read her incredible bio. Jenna is a born and raised Minnesota wife, mother, and entrepreneur who aims for two things daily, helping others wake up to life and staying in comfy pants. Creator and host of the top-rated Gold Digger podcast, 
She helped thousands redefine success and chase bold dreams through her decade-long work as a leading online personality and educator. Jenna is just the most incredible author. She's a best-selling author and the host of the Gold Digger podcast, which now reaches millions of listeners every single month. Jenna, welcome to the CEO School MBA Summit. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. You should be so proud of yourself. This is amazing. I am I am really proud of myself. Thank you for saying that. I'm so proud to cultivate just these amazing entrepreneurs around me who really have not just scaled their businesses, like gone to the top of their game, right? Like the people here that we're interviewing are the best of the best. And what's amazing is that the best of the best, all they want to do as they've become the best is to help others become the best. Like that is what is so beautiful about today and this entire experience. And it's really about every entrepreneur here is all about making an impact. And it starts differently. Everyone's journey is different, but it's just so beautiful and the impact that each and every single one of you want to make. And so this entire audience here is buzzing and they are so excited to have you and your time today. So thank you for being here. Yes, let's dive on in. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. So Jenna, for the audience that may or may not know you, um, can you please tell them a little bit about how you built this amazing empire and take us back when you weren't as confident as you are today as CEO? Yeah, so I went to college and I actually chose my school because I was a springboard diver. So I was a gymnast that became a diver and chose my college, not for the education, um, but for the pool. And I uh, was a double major with business and communication, went on to land a job at Target um, and worked there. And I'm from Minnesota, so Target's headquarters are in Minnesota. So it's like a big deal. And what I thought was my dream job was really kind of a dead end in red and khaki where my life was literally planned out without my awareness for the next five years. And I remember sitting in an office with my boss and she presented my five-year plan to me. And I was like, I don't want this. Like, this is not what I want. I thought this would feel different. It doesn't feel like I thought it would feel. I've got to figure out how to like come alive again. And for me, it was a very interesting vehicle of getting out of that nine to five job. And it was a camera. And I am a very creative person. I now can wear that title with confidence and pride, but at the time I forgot how to be creative. And so I bought this camera, I got obsessed with it. I would sleep with it on my nightstand and try to take photos at all times of day. I tried to learn what all the settings meant and I became a wedding photographer. I taught myself everything I could. I hustled on both sides of the calendar. I would change out of my red and khaki, go to a Starbucks meeting, Meeting, book a bride for her wedding. And within a year, I left that corporate job and became a wedding photographer. And I went on to have a very successful wedding photography career. Um, I was the top wedding photographer in Wisconsin multiple years in a row. And again, I found myself at this crossroads thinking, thought this would feel different. I thought this would feel like success, but instead I was just really burnt out and I was tired of trading time for money. And so that was another huge pivot. Um, and that's where I really started figuring out 
How can I serve the masses with a message? How can I help people build businesses, but do it in a sustainable way that doesn't take over their lives? And that's where I started developing the tools and the programs that you see today through the Gold Digger podcast and my courses. Um, And my life has absolutely transformed and changed over the last decade as an entrepreneur. I mean, you were such an inspiration to me even when starting a business. Like I've been following you since your pre-fertility days. And just what I loved about you always was you were you were such a you were so authentic in how you showed up. Like you've always been the Jenna that I see here today, the Jenna that I voice note, the Jenna that like the, you've always been that Jenna on and off screen. And so what helps you truly stay your authentic self, right? That's the conversation we're having here today. Because for me, you know, I never uh, stepped into my true power as CEO. I was always trying to be somebody I wasn't. I always had this image of what a CEO should do and should be. And until I finally like found my inner self and was like, no, this is this is sunny. Like this is who I am. I want to be me. That's when my business actually exploded. But I've seen you always do that. Has that always been there? Mm. And what does it look like? How do you show up as your authentic self? Yeah, I have this story in my book of my grandma when I was really little. I was like laying in her bed with my head in my or my head in my chin, my no, my chin in my hands. There we go. And my grandma said something to me and she's like, "Jenna, why are you so beautiful?" And I was like, "That's how God made me." And I was just this like bold, confident little kid. But it's something that I always come back to that story because I'm like, I just knew like I was created this way. I am just the way I am. And I have this thing about being in alignment. Anytime that I feel out of alignment, I just feel like things don't happen the way they should. I feel like I don't feel in control. I can feel like that abrasiveness of not being in pure alignment with who I am or what I'm called to do or how I'm supposed to show up. And the funny thing is, is that I feel like it is very easy in this world, especially in the roles that we play, to almost get these personas that require us to kind of step out of who we are as a whole human being and step into the roles we play, whether it's motherhood, CEO, wife, partner, friend. And I've just had to figure out how can I just be my whole self, like the messy self, the mom self, the CEO self, and just show up in all places as a whole person. And I think it's a journey that takes a lot of time and I think it takes a lot of recalibrating and it takes a lot of self-acceptance to get there. Um, But I just have to be me in all of the places or nothing feels right. I love that you had that confidence in you from like the early days and you could feel that misalignment. I think a lot of a lot of women, we feel that misalignment, but we we still should all over ourselves is what we call it, right? Like yes. we're always shitting all over it, yeah. but this is how we should be. And for me, that, that transition happened for me when um, I think somebody would tell me like business isn't personal. And I'm like, yes, it is personal. Like I show up here with the same amount of passion. Like my first baby was stacks like before I had a baby like I had that baby before I had a company and so I do take it personally I love this baby more than anything and so to me my business was my baby 
And it was mm-hmm. it was tough to show up as like a different person at work and a different person at home or a different person with your friends. And so I love that lesson for all of us. And and lastly, it's also about representation, right? Because what you see, like there should be more Jenna's in the world showing up in their yoga pants and taking naps and talking about all the fun things that you do as CEO. So um, I think that that's important as well, which is a huge reason why CEO school exists today is because there isn't a perfect CEO. No one goes to CEO school. Mm-hmm. We as entrepreneurs at every single stage of our journey should feel fully authentic in being ourselves and being allowed to scale to the next level, regardless of what like regardless of what anyone should or shouldn't look like, do, see, feel, whatever. So that's why we're here today. Yeah. So Jenna, um, as you scaled, right? So what is like one lesson that you might have like learned, like you learned the hard way, you know, that you wish you would have learned through someone else's experience? I mean, there's a million. Um, But one that really comes to mind is after I had my first daughter, um, it took us three years to have her. And so I had finally arrived to this like moment that I'd prayed for. And I remember logging back in after having her and recognizing that I was the go-to person, that every decision needed to be made by me, that I was kind of managing all the areas of my team. I was fortunate that I had a team, but there was no person protecting me and my time or organizing things for me. And I remember one day I was sitting in my closet, which is where I generally record my podcast. And I remember just like putting my head in my hands. I mean, like, I feel like I'm working so hard. And yet at the end of the day, I can't even tell you what I'm getting done because I was managing people and making decisions. And by the end of the day, I had such decision fatigue and I wasn't actually doing anything that was moving the needle. So it was like, I mean, how many people can relate to that? It's like you go to bed and you're like, I worked so hard today and I couldn't even tell you what results were made possible through that work. It's the worst feeling in the world. And I feel like when you arrive at that point, you recognize like, I am not the person that should be doing all of the things or moving all of these parts. I should be the person casting that vision and painting that picture so that people buy into it and feel confident in doing those things on their own. I agree with you. And I think that, you know, as a journey of of CEO, I still still some days like I feel that way. I used to think that, you know, when I hired the next employee or the next one that life got easier. And now we have 300 employees like and team members at Stacks and we've got, you know, a team of almost, you know, 7 or 8 at at CEO school now already too and it's like I felt like the more people that I added the easier that it would get. And it was actually the opposite. Like the more I had to actually take myself out of the business and become a leader. And so what are some habits that you do to become a successful leader? Like what is what are some things that you do? So at that point that you're in your closet, you have this, you're like, I got to get out of it. You put systems in place, but now you actually have to lead, which is a different job description mm-hmm. than actually doing. So mm-hmm. what may, what are some tips that you have for, entrepreneurs in the room that really are looking to become that become that leader and become that visionary. Well, I think first it it takes a great deal of self-awareness to be a good leader. And I think that a lot of times like I know for myself, I pushed aside personal development for so long because the strategies and the hacks and the systems got me this far. But the more that I dive into learning about who I am, why I'm wired the way I am, why I react the way I react, how I 
am fueled up, how I decompress. The more that I learn about myself, the better leader I am and the more empathetic I am to my team and how they might be different than me. Um, and so I feel like for a long time, I avoided personal development just in the sense of like, a lot of times when you're working on yourself, you kind of unearth things that you're like, oh, I thought I was over this, or I thought I was past this, or this isn't really a problem. Um, and so that would be number one. The second thing for me was really making a key hire in creating almost like a gatekeeper of who gets through to me. And I'm not saying that in a way of like, I am putting myself on top of a pedestal. I'm saying in a way that protects the vision, the creativity that has gotten me thus far. Because when I am constantly doing because I am able to, because I have, because that's how I built things, I'm not actually giving myself the white space, the margin to think, to dream, to have ideas, to be creative. And so creating boundaries doesn't keep people and things out of my life. It puts me back into my life. And that has been absolutely pivotal. And then I would just say the last thing is hiring a project manager. And we implemented like a system so that now when I log in, I'm like, I know exactly what I need to do today. I get the satisfaction of clicking things off of my to-do list and it's built out. So I'm not finishing the day thinking, oh my gosh, I just worked so hard and I have no idea what I got done. It's the systems, right? It's like also putting in those systems in place that make you feel successful and makes your team feel successful, right? So even if you're feeling that yes. way, your team also feels that way, that there's never an end in sight. So it's so important for scale to really take place in your business. Um, and that is definitely like there's a strategy for that. There's a playbook for that. We don't need to reinvent all of that. There's tools for it. There's processes for it. There's playbooks for it. There are people for it. And so getting those tools and systems is so important. Starting from scratch, taking an idea and turning it into a fabulous business overnight. That's what most people think the reality of an entrepreneur is. But really being an entrepreneur is hard work, late nights, and the ability to keep going when you feel like giving up. Entrepreneurship is rewarding when done right. And the most rewarding part is seeing the growth of that idea, that business, and turning it into a scalable business with impact. You know, I always say there is no such thing as a million dollar idea, only a million dollar execution. HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better and help you execute that vision seamlessly with the secure CRM system. A CRM is a customer relationship management system, and a technology for managing all your company's relationships and interactions with customers and potential customers. With all the tools and integrations you need for marketing, sales, content management, and customer service, HubSpot is ready to grow with you from founder to CEO and everything in between. Plus, with seamless plugins that you can track customer activity, you will know what's clicking and who's not, all from your HubSpot dashboard. Level up and start scaling for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers in through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. Stacks Payments is here to help. Our intuitive platform simplifies invoicing, recurring billing, and enables you to take payments in person online, and even through text messages. Stacks is the one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee subscription for unlimited credit card processing, so you can save money and put more into your pocket. 
Subscribers to this podcast can save even more by mentioning code CEO20 when they sign up and save an additional 20% on your subscription for the lifetime of your account. Yes, we love supporting women in business. CEO20. Stop spending time tracking down customers and getting frustrated with payment tools that will fail you. Automate your business with Stacks Payments today and get your complete payment toolkit and support another fellow woman-owned business. Learn more at stackspayments.com slash CEO school. Again, that's stackspayments.com slash CEO school and code CEO20 to save another 20%. And I love that you talked about boundaries. Let's go there a little bit mm, because, yes, you know, yes. it, it's really hard being a CEO, right? Like it's, I think that the internet just fools us on how amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think in 2022, right now, especially, it's like all I see, I open up my iPhone and there's more entrepreneurs, which is exciting. It's also exciting because it's so incredibly easy to start a business now in 2022 than I was a decade ago, yeah. than I was two decades ago, right? And so just because it's easy to get started doesn't mean that you have the systems to scale, right? And you can, like, there's, the internet is fooling us and how easy, all I see is like your Instagram feed of like entrepreneurs on the beach and just like sales rolling in their sleep. (laughs) And you and I still know at the top of our games how hard we still work to stay on top, right? So what is Mm -hmm. like one of the hardest things about being a CEO? I think that it's constantly coming home to what success looks like for you in this season. Because like you said, everything is so flashy and so beautiful and so vibrant, and it's really easy to trick ourselves. And I often think back to when that five-year plan was presented to me and that feeling of being like, do they not care what I want in the next five years? Do, Do they not wonder what my values are? And I think entrepreneurship creates a slippery slope for us to follow other people's five-year plans or to get sucked in. And for me in this season, like even today as we sit here, like success to me is like putting my kid down for nap time, even though I have six interviews or it's, you know, being present with my husband during dinner, or it is like taking even just 20 minutes to like meditate or sit in a sauna. And so for me, success doesn't look flashy, but it feels really good. And I think the hardest thing as a CEO is to make sure that the success that you're chasing, the clout that you're chasing, the numbers that you're chasing, that they don't just look and sound good, that they actually feel good because it is so easy to get disconnected from that. It's so true. And I can say that for now having achieved kind of all the milestones that I had set out to achieve, like I didn't even know it was possible to build a million dollar business, let alone a billion dollar business. Last month, literally not even a month and a half ago, Stacks reached unicorn status. Like that was the ultimate dream for any tech company to receive a billion dollar valuation, right? I mean, it is it is as, I don't even know that that's like my real life still. And I went into this weird, like I literally had to take a mental health day the next day because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, now what? Because my entire career, Mm -hmm. all I've done is move the bar. So before the bar even, like I even attained the bar, the bar raised. And then I would get to the next and I would raise the bar. And I would get really close and I would raise the bar. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I actually hit like the biggest bar that I had ever could have set. Now what? And do I really want Mm -hmm. to, like what's next? And so it was like a really hard um, 
like I, I literally had to turn off. Like I I was I was in like all of this celebration, but I felt like I was like it was an out of body experience and I didn't want to fall under the same trap that I've always fallen into. And I took the day and I literally was like by myself with nothing, like literally no, no devices, yeah. no anything, just truly sitting in my own thoughts and presence to say, what is it that Sanira actually wants? Like, what do I want next? Not what I should do, not what is next, not what could be, not what others are doing. Mm-hmm. What do what do I really want? What is my definition of success? And that was like a really, I'm so glad that I did that. And I really encourage all entrepreneurs at whatever stage that you're in, it shouldn't take you that long to pull yourself out, to like ask your true, like you have to check in and recalibrate with that why. Because when you get started and things are happening so fast, it's so tough to pull yourself out. And so, you know, for me, it actually, the answer that I got that day was that it wasn't about me. Like it's not about me anymore. I've already achieved all the things that I want to achieve. And I know my girls are, it was used to be about my girls. Like first it was about like scaling, then it was about my girls and they're going to be so proud of me. They're going to be proud of me. I've done it, like they're going to be proud uh-huh. of me regardless of what I do or what I don't do. And now it's really, for me, I'm like, okay, I've done enough, but how can I take what I've learned and help other, like for me, it's about making an impact in entrepreneurship and helping other female founders mm-hmm. really see that they can do it too and really giving them my playbooks and giving them access and not gatekeeping. And it was just like a beautiful realization that I am on the right path, but not also to get sucked yeah. up into the next milestone because that's or whether I'm like wherever I'm going to, it's going to happen regardless, but we need to stop raising the bar because mm-hmm. we do that as entrepreneurs all the time. And speaking of mental health and entrepreneurship, right? I mean, you're a mom and you you you're you're so good about like the boundaries that we were just talking about. I learned that the re- like a really hard way. Like I and I'm still I'm still working at it. What's some advice that you like have for entrepreneurs? Like how do you keep yourself sane? What are some habits that you have that yeah. really just keep you grounded um and keep your mental health in check cuz it's so hard being a CEO. I mean, it is really hard, and I will say that I feel stretched thin these days, um, but I only feel stretched thin because of the fullness of life. Like, it, what a freaking beautiful blessing. And I think I have realized that the number one thing that I can gift myself with is this belief and this understanding that I can press the brake pedal and remember where the gas pedal is, that I can slow down and let success look and feel different in this season and trust that I am ready to go full steam ahead in the future. I know how to do that. I I think a lot of times as women, we believe this lie of like momentum. And I think momentum is absolutely a real thing. But we forget that the thing that got us into motion, the gifts that got us moving in the first place are the gifts that are going to carry us forward. So if we trust in that, it feels a lot better to look at a season of your life and say, where am I needed most? Whether it's with your family, in your business, in service, in community. And so like right now, I'm just so focused on very few projects so that I can be present with my family. And I have this such a teeny window. There's there's this uh, reel going around with this audio and it's like your kids are only little for like five years and you blink and it's done and you can't go back. And like every time I hear that, it makes me so emotional because I'm like, time goes by so fast. And if time is truly our currency, then we have to spend it wisely now. Like we can go out and earn more money and we can build businesses that support 
us earning money while we are living our lives. And I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs and where the difference between a founder and a CEO comes into play is that when you are building your business and you're having your life be built around your business instead of your business supporting you living your life, that's where it gets twisted. And so that is the difference between a founder and a CEO because a CEO can say, I'm taking a week off or a month off, or I'm busting out after this lunch meeting to get home to my kid's concert. A founder is a person that is up all hours of the day, moving the needle forward, just physically and manually. And so I think that that is a gift that you can bestow upon yourself. And it doesn't always have to look like money. It can always, it can also look like time. I am so I'm so glad that you said that because I agree. I think everyone's version of success, it is different. And it's not, I think we chase that milestone, right? It's like the six figure of this, and that will come. Like that is part of the journey. But the biggest part of it is also it's that time back. And that's the only thing I will tell you. That's that's my definition of success is how can I just get as much time back with the things that I love and the things that I want to do as well, right? Like how do I spend time in doing the things that makes me who I am? So we talked a lot today about all the hard things about being a CEO and just all the the myth busting. And that's been exciting. And it's so good and honest to share. I love the authenticity of this conversation. And I'm so glad that we brought that. But I want to change the gears. And for my final question, Jenna, I want to ask you, what is your proudest moment as CEO? Because there are so many beautiful things to entrepreneurship as well. But what is that one thing that you are just so, so damn proud of? It's actually funny. And I guess I've never really thought about this. But um, when I was a wedding photographer, my family was very hesitant about me leaving behind a 401k and a salary to pursue a business in an area that I had no expertise or background in. And I remember three years in the first time I was awarded top wedding photographer in Wisconsin, it was this industry event And I brought my entire family, my grandparents all road tripped six hours, my parents, my in-laws, my husband, we were all there. And I just remember the look on my grandma's face. She just had this like snicker of like, hell yes, you did it. And I always just think back to that because it was a moment that I could have shared with my industry, but I was like, I want to share this with like the people who, even if they doubted me, they still believed in me. And, um, that was probably my proudest moment and just a moment that I think of often because I'm like, this is, I want to be at this table with my family, not out there bumping elbows with anyone else. And I love that. I love that. That's so special. And just, I'm so happy for that moment. And I could just like picture your family and your, your grandma looking up at you, just like super proud of little Jenna with her chin in her, was it chin in her hands, chin in her hands, Jenna. (laughs) And, And these are the moments, right? These are the amazing moments that we as entrepreneurs do live for. And you look back and you're like, it wasn't the money. It wasn't the success. It wasn't the, who we met, what we interviewed. It was really those moments that you look back and you think about your grandma's face and how proud she was of you on that day. So this is has just been such an incredible conversation, Jenna. Thank you so much for joining us today on this amazing summit day. I know our audience is just so thrilled and happy uh, to have you here and just so excited um, for this conversation. But how can we support you as well? So after we leave, what's happening for you next? Like how can we support support you? Ooh, well, thank you for asking. And I'm so grateful to be here. 
I have my first book coming out at the end of June. It is available for pre-order. And honestly, a lot of the things that we spoke about today, redefining success and prioritizing your time and letting time be your currency and figuring out what you're going to do with the vision you hold for your life. A lot of it is inside of those pages. Um, The book is called How Are You Really? You can pre-order it anywhere that you want to, and you can find all the links at howareyoureallybook.com. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Thank you, Jenna. So honored to have you today. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers in through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. Stacks Payments is here to help. Our intuitive platform simplifies invoicing, recurring billing, and enables you to take payments in person online, and even through text messages. Stacks is the one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee subscription for unlimited credit card processing, so you can save money and put more into your pocket. Subscribers to this podcast can save even more by mentioning code CEO20 when they sign up and save an additional 20% on your subscription for the lifetime of your account. Yes, we love supporting women in business. CEO 20, stop spending time tracking down customers and getting frustrated with payment tools that will fail you. Automate your business with Stacks Payments today and get your complete payment toolkit and support another fellow woman-owned business. Learn more at stackspayments.com slash CEO school. Again, that's taxpayments.com slash CEO school and code CEO20 to save another 20%. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO school and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag. So don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.